What's up? What's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Oh, okay. I got you now. What's up, man? You here, Nigel? Yep. All right, cool. So you guys just want to jump right into it? Yep. Talk about the NFC Championship? All right, sounds good. All right, cool. All right. So, so- first of all, I was at the game last week. Uh, that I, I want to talk about the fucking home field advantage that this team's going to have. And I never really noticed it until the playoffs because that was the first playoff game I've ever been to. But every, a lot of, I see a lot of people talking about how the Vikings are they're going to come in here and, and, and they have – I mean, anyone – it's the playoffs, so any given Sunday. But I don't think – I don't really see the this Vikings team coming in to Philly, especially from a personal experience watching – being at the stadium and seeing how loud it gets. I just don't see them coming in here and, and, and upsetting us. Well, if we win, we'll be the upset because we're the underdogs. But you know what I mean. Yeah, I get that. I don't, I, I, I don't think I don't think that the home field advantage is going to matter much, honestly. Why not? I think the Vikings are too good on it. I just I understand home field advantage usually works out, but not if the Vikings are just too good. I think Case Keenum is way better than you give him credit. Well, uh, I mean, statistically, he's been like the what the twelfth best quarterback this year. So I mean, it's not that good of a crew, but this is good because it's Case Keenum. Okay, but he's been playing solid football. He has been, but in a it's dome, not just also in a dome. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, he does not perform well in cold weather. And it's not like I'm, I'm relying on the cold more so the wind. In fact, there's no wind in a dome helps your throws. You know, not even just the I, again. I, the, I guess watching on TV doesn't really do it justice, but. Watching or being there last week, seeing those crazy, how ridiculously loud it was. I thought maybe I was just, it was different just because I was there. But then after the game, I heard every player talking about the atmosphere. It was louder than they've ever played a game. That's the loudest game they ever played. The fans were ridiculous. They showed up and I was like, just me. It really was that loud. And it definitely affected, it 100% affected Matt Ryan. I mean, obviously it does because it's really loud, but yeah. you could see why, when watching that game, you could see that he couldn't even hear. He couldn't hear. He didn't, like no one on that team could hear Matt Ryan call the, call the snap. He could, they couldn't. And it's, I mean, that that really matters when you can't hear anything. When you, all you hear is a screaming. That matters. And that really gets the quarterbacks. And Matt Ryan's a veteran. Matt Ryan was in the Super Bowl last year. Matt Ryan has beaten teams on the road and in the cold weather. But yeah, that's true. This week, he hasn't played good in Philly, though. No, he hasn't. But I mean, if I mean, I don't know. I guess that's true. And if you look at history, I mean, the Viking. Every time the Eagles have been in the Super Bowl, they beat the Vikings to get there. Uh, yeah, so true. I don't know. I feel like I feel like like Case had a good first playoff game, but it was in a dome and it was at home where he doesn't have to worry about, like you said another team having home field advantage and them being loud while he's trying to audible play. You know? Exactly. Like that really becomes a factor. The offense and gets when the offense that works, they're quiet. The, the as an unexperienced quiet. quarterback, you know? Yeah. I, I think I don't I also I mean we've are we talked about this before and I disagree. I, I think Drew Brees had a had a better game than Case Keenum on Sunday or Sunday, right? Saturday? Sunday, right? Sun- yeah, Saturday. It was Saturday. Saturday. No, yeah, no, yeah, Sunday, no, Sunday. Sunday. Eagles yeah. played Sunday, Saturday. Yeah. Um, 
I, I think he's getting he played well obviously I'm not saying he didn't but and that was a great a huge throw at the end but I mean Drew Brees especially the second half he had 200 yards and almost 200 yards and you know three touchdowns no picks that's I don't know and that's another thing. Yeah, I, I, I think that benefits us. My bad. I'm sorry. I well, mean. no, was, it does. You're right. The we, I mean, they came back. I mean, that's Drew Brees. It is different. But yeah, he's in the hall. He's gonna be in the hall of fame when he's when he's done his career. But they at home they gave up at home where they're unbeatable. Which yeah, they did win the game. But they definitely showed signs of vulnerability when they gave up a twenty. What, what was? I don't remember the score. Twenty eight to twenty four. No, but they were down nah, by. I couldn't be that. They were down by a lot. The Saints. Yeah, yeah, they they were down like twenty points, or yeah, 18, 18, 18, 18. Yeah, okay, that sounds right. It was, they were down eighteen points, and they just again, it is Drew Brees, but also it doesn't matter who they played recently or this whole season. It didn't matter who they played. They were just they were no one could beat them, and they gave up eighteen points, and they yeah. won because of a miracle. I mean, yeah, it was Brees a good play well they made out the run game. I might. Yeah, the the run game was was silent. They knew yesterday. he was going to throw it, and he and, they, and, they, and he just picked them apart. Defense. Yeah, you know. And, and I, I know I don't Nick feel like we really need Nick Foles to do that though, because we I feel like we have a good O line or better O line than the Saints, and we have the capable running backs to to pick that run defense apart. You know, and, and really, like I I know it's true that every I mean every game you win because something happened, but. If the Eagles gave up ten points and they were both off, one of them was off was off the JGI fumble, where they, I mean, yeah, they had to drive the length of the field, but uh, they they were still given. I mean, that's a turnover. They got the ball back because of that. The muff punt. That's I don't remember which one they scored the touchdown on. I think it was the no the the JGI fumble. They got a field goal out of the muff punt. The muff punt. They got the ball like the ten yard line. The, no, it's the six yard line. They got the ball at the six yard line. They had to drive six yards on the field, and they scored a touchdown. If we didn't, I mean, yeah. if we can fix those dumb little mistakes, like, I mean, turnovers do happen. But the fact that this defense, the only touchdown they gave up the whole game was when the when the offense, the other offense, had to drive six yards. That's that's a good sign. I mean, if yeah. we don't give them the ball right there, I mean, they're probably not going to be scoring. And the Falcons, I, I know Steve Sarkeesian wasn't the best offensive coordinator this year, but I, I trust Matt Ryan in the playoffs because experience really matters. I trust Matt Ryan in the playoffs more than I trust Case Keenum in Philadelphia. So, that I mean, to me, that's a sign. That's really good. Yeah, and also, statistically, they had identical offenses. The, they were ranked, like, right next to each other. Vikings the Falcons and Falcons? Yeah. Yeah, well... So, it's not like... It's not like Case Keenum's going to come in here and they're going to be like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's exactly. Like Patriots because out here. It's not going to happen. Stats don't matter in the playoffs. They don't. You throw stats at the window. You play. There's 12 teams. They play. And, it, again, experience really does matter. And we let the the, the reigning NFC champions, they came into Philly. We gave them 10 points. Both of their, again, all their points were off turnovers. So, yeah. I'm not really nervous. I mean, the Vikings defense is good. I'm not. That's if you're scared of anything, that's what it's going to be. But their offense, I'm not knocking Case Keenan. He played well this year, but I don't. I just don't really understand why a lot of people think he's going to come into Philly. Like, I mean, we're the underdogs, so a lot of people do think this. We are the underdogs. Uh, most people seem to think that he's just going to come into Philly and pick us apart. I don't really understand it. Yeah, I don't get it either. Uh, what's one thing on the offense that you guys might be scared of? You know, 
Foles? Oh, no, I'm in on Vikings offense. Like, what's one thing that our defense should be scared of if you had to pick one? Case Keenum. <laughs> All right. If yeah. they're going to – if they're going to – it depends who's covering who. Uh, I'm a little – Jalen Mills had a really good game on Saturday. The mm-hmm. best game of his career. And Ronald Darby had a great game. And yeah, Marcus Jenkins no. had a great game. And everyone did. Cox. Uh, Cox dominated, had a great game. Dominated at the line. Exactly. So that's – I'm I'm not nervous at all about anything, but if there was one thing I had to pick, uh, because I, I think they're going to show up again. I think this team feeds off the underdog, the, that underdog uh, mentality. Mentality, yeah. yeah. Uh, they want to win it for Wentz. They want to win it for everyone who went down. So I'm not really nervous about yeah. them, the defense stepping up. But if if I had to choose one thing to be nervous about, it would be that what if Jalen Mills doesn't play as well as he did? Because he sh- the last couple weeks of the season, he wasn't playing well. And he just came out of nowhere and exploded last week. So, yeah, if it was anything, it's going to be the consistency of the secondary. I don't know. For me, uh, looking at like some of the highlights, some of the uh, some of the film or whatever, the one thing I might be scared about that the Vikings will do that the Falcons didn't do is taking advantage of the quick slant game. You know, because that has been one of the weaknesses of this team, and also the double moves as well. So well, like actually, well no, didn't he, he fixed that though? Uh, Mills, uh, I remember. I don't remember which game it was. Was it against like Seattle that they kept getting him on the, it was the, uh, the double moves? Yeah, no, they got but him I'm, with the rub routes. I fe- I I thought like he's been better team. at that now. That's another thing, the rub routes that they attacked him. I don't. Didn't Jalen Mills like fix uh, like biting on those uh, double moves? Jalen Mills, he um, has maybe, but no, he once after the Giants game. He improved, and then, and then I mean, he was, he was on Julio a lot of that game. He, I, I'm not really nervous about Dylan Mills. He was covered, He was traveling with uh, Julio for most of that game, and well, when it wasn't Julio, was Sanu, oh, and they're both really good receivers. I'm not. The the double moves haven't really affected him recently. Uh, and what else was it that you said that you were nervous about? Oh, the uh, quick slants. Yeah, yeah, quick slants. Because yeah, that's actually um, what Adam Thielen is. Like really good. No, he's really good. I know. He's really good. But the the Raiders tried that against us and and didn't work. Jalen Mills. Well, one thing is the receivers have been off all season. Amari Cooper has dropped like the most passes. But Crabtree hasn't been good. Hasn't been that good. I mean, not not as good as he was last year. But all I know. Yeah, I mean, Thielen's he's a top five wide receiver right now. So I mean, Thielen's good, and that's his specialty. So I'm just saying, like, that's one thing. If I had to be scared of, I would be scared of that. You know. I don't think it's going to decide the game, but I, I, also, I think one thing, one of the reasons why I feel like the Giants like really got to us is just because they are they play our defense twice a year, so they know exactly yeah. how to run those slants. So we'll they, see, we'll see about those. It only seems to be them. I'm not really nervous because it only seems to be them. yeah they've done it twice it is, this but year. It's only them and last Crazy. year too. It doesn't make, really make any sense to me. I don't know what the issue is, but I mean they're a divisional rival, so they know more about us than probably we know about us. But I don't know. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, also, I'm not scared about this because, again, I think they're going to show up. But I, a huge thing in this game, just like it was last week, is that the defensive line and Cox especially take over the game. Uh, they need – if they don't – I mean, we have no chance. If Case Keenum has, I think it was a 119 rating when he's not pressured. Uh, and – well, this is last week's game against the Saints. Uh, he had a 119 rating in the game when he wasn't pressured. When he was pressured, he had a 5.1 rating. It's horrible. That's a That's terrible. Yeah. And, I don't know, but to play, but to play devil's advocate on that, he he's been good all year on it. It's just one game though. 
Like yeah, he, he's eighth in the league. No, on, I get that, but pressure, I, so. But still, but the thing is, he's shown that he. I think a lot of that is their quick game, is their quick uh, passing game, and I think we can shut that down. I think Jalen Mills and Darby. I really think they can they can they can hold on the fort with Thielen and and I mean obviously they're good receivers they're not going to just shut them down like we didn't shut Julio down but we shut him down where it mattered in the red zone yeah and that's that's what matters exactly. uh, but I th- it doesn't matter Either, regardless of who it is I, I mean you can say he's yeah if he's not bad under pressure all season yeah but he hasn't faced a defensive line like ours this season. We have the we lead the league by over twenty eight pressures. The next team, like we have the most pressures in the league, and the next, the second best team in getting to the quarterback is twenty eight behind us. That's ridiculous. Yeah, so, that's a good point, man. Yeah, true. So, um, so I mean, we're already talking about defense, so I guess we should just stay there. Then. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, no, I, I feel like. Uh, <laughs> I feel like Jernigan is going to have to have a good day because they're going to double-team Cox like they do every game. Yeah. But he opens but, up a lot of different uh, areas for the, the other players on the D-line to get through. So you feel like who's going to have a, who's gonna have to have a good game? Tim Jernigan. Oh, okay. Yeah, I feel but, like if he gets through and he actually he has to actually sack him, you know? He has to get I think down. a huge thing is about, like, the reason that we're so good on the line and why we will be again this game is because the rotation we have, we like we have Chris Long. Yeah, we have the best Brandon Gr- in the league. Yeah, they, someone gets. I mean, deal. after two plays, someone runs in. Take Chris Long runs in, takes you know, uh, Brandon Grant's spot, and two plays later, Brandon Grant's back. And there and Brent, and Chris Long's great. He, I, what play was it when he saved? Basically saved. I guess, I think he lost to the number one seed. Was it in the Raiders game? Oh, the sack. Yeah, the sack on Carr that fumble hit, that we got that the ball back. Hit. That he forgot yeah, to get yeah, the fumble. Yeah, he forgot to get the fumble, but we recovered. Did we recover that? F- I don't remember. remember no, that. we did. All I know is how they got it. They that got wasn't it. what I'm talking about. He, but yeah, no, Chris Long played a great game. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. He he was all over the field. Yeah, and that's. I mean, he's great. Graham's game too. Graham's great. great. Cox is great. Journey is great. You know, I mean, Benny Logan, or not Benny Logan, Benny Curry. I mean, I don't know why I said Benny Logan. <laughs> uh, what do you think, Nigel? About. What? What was the question? Uh, about the Eagles' defense or the Vikings' defense? You can talk about you. I mean, I I don't think I think the Vikings. I'm more scared of the Vikings' defense because I think Xavier Rhodes is like one of the best cornerbacks in the league. Um. So I've always been afraid of him because he's been like a monster all year. Yeah. That is. Um, he shut down like. Like Everybody, all the top corners, could, yeah, like top receivers you could think of. He shut like, down Odell last year. He shut yeah, they down played Brown. like Odell, uh, Mike Evans, and Mike Evans and had like, this year. Mike Evans had like one reception for like three yards when he played against Julio or uh, uh, Xavier Rhodes. So he's yeah, but when he's he, a mo- he's a monster. I yes, um, we we got to think about that matchup, Rhodes and and most likely, obviously Jeffrey. Yeah, I was reading that. Uh, I think they're going to win. It's going to be the run game because I don't. I think that the, the defense can probably shut down the receivers. So if I, I think it. What about I Zach Ertz? I mean, I don't know who. I don't know who on their defense uh, covers. Yeah, and, I mean, he is really good, but I feel uh, like I, Zach Ertz top three tight end in the league. So I think it'd be a good matchup. 
I think if either team is going to win, it's going to be the run game. And for what I remember, JJ kind of like disappeared in the second half of the game. I didn't really see him much. And well, we didn't I, play him. We just didn't use him. Yeah, it wasn't like he wasn't playing. It was, that yeah, was a well, coaching. Decision. I think that that's a strength of the run game. We can take JJ out and then just bring in the sledgehammer and blunt, and then we can change up the pace with Corey Clement. I don't you know? know. I'm not that confident we have the depth. in Blunt either, though. What do you say, Nigel? I'm not, like, that confident with Blunt, though, because he has he's like a hit or miss. He'll have a great run or he'll just be, like, crappy. Well, Blunt, again, experience is huge. And I know it doesn't seem like it because it's a running back, but it really does matter. We have, like, Eric Blunt's won a Super Bowl. He won it last year. That that matters. I mean, I know it's he was a lot better last year, but. Well, no, he was just well, used on the Patriots. He was just used different. Well, no, I know he was on the Patriots, but you could still see it. He was still running people over, and then now it he still is. Like he, I don't know when those one yard I mean, plays. He got us a like clutch touchdown do on fourth down, bro. Yeah, he was our only Last touchdown week. on Sunday or Saturday. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I I feel like, like you said, the difference most likely will be the run game, and we clearly have the better O line, and we have the better run game. And we have the better run defense. Yeah. So we, I, mean, I, I feel like I feel like Jay and Blunt are going to get the job done. You know? I don't want to say we have like Jay's due for you know one of his maybe one of his two hundred yard games. I don't want to say that the Vikings haven't faced anybody because I mean I'm I know they face I don't know I'd say they face more difficult people than we have or difficult teams than we have. Yeah. No, I'm talking about running back specifically. We held, oh, okay. Okay. we held Jordan Howard to six yards. We held, we held Devontae Freeman last week to seven yards. But we Coleman, haven't allowed Coleman did get seventy. He gassed he us on he the did. outside. He absolutely gassed us. But well, again, yeah, that's again. But that's what I was leading to is that's yards. Either way, it's yards. We haven't allowed a rushing touchdown at all this season at home. Having a lot of single rushing touchdown at home this season—that's ridiculous. Uh, I mean, nine games to, at home to play devil's advocate. That could be another, you know, knock on the Falcons' uh, offensive coaching because if no, we I'm couldn't not... stop Tevin, Co- no, I'm just saying because like if we couldn't stop Tevin Coleman, why would they not keep using him? He only had like a couple rushes and had like seventy yards. So I mean, they could have gotten a touch, maybe have gotten a touchdown off that. Well, but of course, that's more than just last much, week, though. But... I mean, that's that didn't happen. We we didn't allow a touchdown. They they also had to start. They had to start passing later in the game. They needed to. The, the fourth quarter they had to start passing. We were winning. I mean they weren't doing anything offensively at a certain point. So I and also if I mean, you're like you're saying if sends a bus, so I'm gonna use it. Uh, the intensity on the defense, you could see it changed. It was ridiculous how how, how quickly and how much it changed. They. I saw like that first drive. They were they were kind of uh, because I mean they do have super, they do have a lot of Super Bowl winning players in this team and and experienced players but the head coach isn't experienced the the quarterback's not the running back's not so when well, Jai Jai fumbled now? the Eagles last week when oh, Jai okay. Jai fumbled the second he fumbled I felt like all the air was out of that was out of the team and they didn't know all the young players all the inexperienced players were they didn't know what to do. Uh, but then later on in the game, when they settled down, the defense, the defense locked it down. They, they the Falcons weren't moving the ball, so they had. I mean, they had to start passing because they they couldn't. 
Yeah. Also, I feel like we're flat when when it comes to uh, the game after a bye week. We're always flat. Yeah, so like that could have been a part of it as well. And also, uh, people keep saying, "Don't bring this up," but it's the cold. It was ten degrees, and it was like. 20 mile an hour winds I think I mean it's not easy to play in that weather it's not yeah. the, the reigning NS champions weren't playing well in that weather it's not just like something I mean and Foles threw almost 300 yards or 250 yards in you know in that weather and I don't know I mean that, that's a good game that's a great game for that weather so I yeah I don't know um, do you guys think if they stop our run game that Nick could throw us into a win into you know get us a W I do I mean I I actually like don't know like with Foles too he's either great or he just doesn't do anything like last week he was last week like he did okay but I don't know cause well Ian you I, I think DJ I've always been like the biggest Foles fan. Like I've always said, like that I think he can be a franchise quarterback. And then when he came out against the Giants, I was, I thought I was right. And then ever since that Giants game where he threw four touchdowns, he just really hasn't done what I expected him to be like uh, filling in for Wentz. People are really taking that too, so too now, far, though. I think I, I now I'm now I doubt him way more because he hasn't done that again. I don't. And he's, yeah. He only was that good against a Giants defense, and he just hasn't been like he was not good against the Raiders, who have a terrible defense. They literally have like what one interception all season, and they got that interception like last month. Yeah, yeah, but it was yeah. also, also like freezing cold. <laughs> all three uh, quarterbacks that that played the, those two weeks, you know, Dak. Uh, was with Derek Carr and Nick. They all had bad games. It's freezing cold. Well, Dak sucks. So I yeah, expected I mean, it from him. But he scored six touchdowns against second and third stringers. Yeah. As an NFL quarterback, six. I touchdowns? mean, it's safe. You know what I mean? Six, six points. points. Six oh, points. okay. No, but you, you'd think they would score more if it was just a little <laughs> bit hotter. I mean, I feel like the weather was a factor, and it was a factor against the Falcons as well. You can see on the first play, play offensively for the Eagles, he throws the ball. Nick Foles throws the ball, and then it was wobbly. literally just carries it. Wobbly, and, and, it, and it shut it down. Yeah. yeah. And it was a great play by Torrey to come back, though. It was a great play, and, and I love the play call as well. I love that, that. That's another thing. I feel like if Doug calls the right game offensively for Nick, he could potentially win us the game. Doug Pat, Peterson you know? is that's yeah. Doug Peterson is a better play caller than Doug Peterson is one of the best. You could argue that this season he's been the best play caller in the league. He his play calling. I know we have Wentz. I know we have all the running game, but and the defense. But Doug Peterson's gussy play calling is the reason we are where we are right now. And he that's that's one of my biggest concerns. That's what it was going into the game. <laughs> was, uh, was Doug Peterson being too conservative? Because I remember watching the second Wentz went down. Uh, the next game, or no, the third, uh, the giant, or the right, what the Raiders game. My bad. Um, didn't you saw that that Doug was not going forward on fourth down, which which I know that sounds like something you don't want to do, but that's what Doug does. He's aggressive, and that's the that's the coach that like those are the play calls that got us where we are now. So I was sad to see him shy away from that. But then, <laughs> you know, last week or yeah, last week on Saturday night, I saw it again. It was great. 
he, he called the best game of the season. And uh, I forget where I'm going with this, but that's, yeah. <laughs> Didn't Howie uh, just win, like, executive of the year or something? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I think Howie and Doug had a great season. Both of them had a great season. I mean, the way Howie well, just, you know, I don't acquired know why, why all these players this season was fantastic. Uh, uh, yeah. Who did he, I don't even remember who they got. Like, there was Darby, Jeffrey, Torrey Smith, but he's butt cheeks. No, he's not. Dude, he's, he's had a, a no. pretty bad season. Yeah, but he's a huge he has, help in the locker He room. has more drops than I have fingers on my hand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I only have three, but, you know. But, yeah, we got Yeah, but one. he came and caught that I... crazy catch last week. Yeah, but, okay, oh. so he's he's clutch sometimes, yeah, that, but that he's pass never by out, Nick oh, there. scares me. I hope he never throws a pass like that again. No, I get that, but like yeah, the that one is with Torrey Smith. That is that shit, though. that's stuff that you have to... Like that, I mean, that's a crazy. He that was close. That was really close, and it was a third down play. It was a horrible throw, and Torrey Smith had his head up. Yeah, but I'm not gonna just. It's I'm a every, you're zero and zero every week in the playoffs, and they won last week. But now I'm they're zero and zero again, come. and he is he played well. But I can't just compare that one pass to all the drops that he had this season. No, the season doesn't matter anymore. It's not. It's not. The season. Okay, it's but the playoffs, I'm looking and that's at what, it, and I'm, I'm looking at it. I'm like, okay, how have you been? Not good. So now I'm scared every single time he's targeted. Well, he has been good. He has been good the last couple weeks of the season too. If you're talking about the regular season, he had a hundred yard game against the Rams. He, I the only the only pass I remember him dropping was a horrible throw by Foles, and it wasn't even a drop. It was just a bad throw that was off the tip of his fingers because it was too high. But uh, yeah, Torrey Smith's also huge in the locker room. That's that, that matters in the playoffs. He's won a Super Bowl ring. It matters. So, and that's a that is a great that's a great <laughs> that, that is a great signing by him. And Jeffrey was probably the best signing in my opinion. Yeah, I don't know, Ajayi or Dar- good or, yeah, either Ajayi or Darby. Honestly, I feel yeah, like. I, I think, I think Jeffrey's been that was a blockbuster move by him. Well, it was to me Jeffrey was great because he does a lot that that no one really seems to realize that that's not statistics. It's he, the reason oh, yeah. Aguilar and, and Ertz are having such big years are because he, uh, because of him, like directly. Well, actually, because DJ, of him. W- with Ajayi, obviously it's good that he got him, but he, that was easy. He literally just calls up, hey, I'll give you, I'll give you I a fourth round that pick. Was easy sure. one, but... They didn't want him there, and they gave him up for a fourth round pick. That's easy. No, that's, but I'm saying the fact that they it. gave him to the Eagles. Yeah, there were other teams after him. I well, I think they just didn't want to play him. Well, there were other teams after him, and how he worked his yeah, as against... was the one that got. I don't. I think that the the Dolphins just didn't want to have to play him again, so they just gave him to a team that they weren't going to play. No, my point is, they other teams asked for him. Yeah, there are other teams that they didn't play that most likely won. But how? And that's happened? why I'm. That's why I'm saying I think he just. I think he just gave him to a team that they weren't going to play. Other teams? Not... No, never mind. Oh my god. <laughs> I understand other teams wanted him. So I, I don't. I just don't think that means it's a bad signing. I I don't. I can't look that up right now. It's I not that it's a true, bad but... signing. I don't think it's bad. I'm just saying I wouldn't say like, oh my god, that's incredible. Like, how did he do that? Just because. Well, it was it's not easy... incredible in the sense of how did he do? It was easy. Like I think Alshon Jeffrey was was great because they were one of the best receivers in the league to the team. That's crazy. Well, no, it's not. 
it's not crazy because of it, whether it was hard or easy. It's crazy because of the impact it's had on the team. I guess. I, don't know, I just think Ajayi, when he came around, he kind of changed the dynamic of the team. We could well, that, run that show that the wasn't his first run like throw elite. Wasn't his first run like a seventy-yard run? Like his like third run or something? Yeah, he gassed the Broncos. Yeah, one of his early runs. Bono, uh, how do you guys think Colson will come into play? Doug versus Mike. I think Doug is a better play caller than Mike Zimmer. I think, I think it's gonna matter a lot. I think, I think Doug. I think we have the better. What you can argue which defense you? I mean, stats throw them out the window. You can argue which defense is better. Uh, I was reading a lot of stuff that was that was support. I don't really have stats to back it up right now. Uh, I was reading a lot that supported that the Eagles. Like you could definitely argue the Eagles have a better defense. Um, but my point is, I think that. All, all around the staff, the Eagles have a better staff. I think Doug Pearson is the better coach, uh, and and Jim Schwartz is a fantastic defensive coordinator. And Doug Pearson working with Frank Reich is also huge. I, I think Frank, he's going to get head coaching job. I think everyone knows that by now. Uh, Actually, we, we, saying he might not. He might well, he has he has a second interview with the Cardinals coming up after this game, so they just said it. Um, but regardless, we everybody on our team, besides our head coach, is getting interest from from tons of teams around the league to get head coaching jobs. Uh, I just and and I think it's a lot of it is because of Carson Wentz, but I also think it's I also think it's Doug Peterson the way like he brought these guys in and he he trained them and he made them. He put the right players around them, and I just think the, I think these. I, it's hard to explain, but I think this team. I think this team just loves this staff, and honestly, each other. I think this team just this special. This is a special team, and I think that these guys all around each other, this group, with these coaches, I think that just all of that together. That's that, that's that's better than the Vikings staff to me. Mike Zimmer's a great coach, though. Mike Zimmer is such a great defensive mind. What do you think, uh, Nigel? I mean, I don't think that Coach – I mean, I like that uh, Doug is aggressive, so I guess – I don't think it's going to matter that much, but I guess, like, I would choose Doug just because he's, like, really, really aggressive. Like, he just doesn't care and if it's fourth down and – fourth down and, like, whatever. Like, he just always goes for it. So I feel like that would – I feel like that would give him an edge because they're not afraid to just keep going for it. And I don't think that Mike Zimmer really does that that much. So I guess I'd go with Doug because of all the fourth down. Uh, you talking about offensively? Like the Vikings don't do that? Yeah, like that. Like Mike Zimmer doesn't call those type of plays like on fourth down. He, I, don't, I haven't seen him go for it. He trusts his defense. Yeah, which there's nothing wrong with that. But I'm just saying I just like the fact that Doug is aggressive. So... Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like I'd probably give it to Mike Zimmer. Why so? Why is that? Um, well, I mean, like we were talking about before, I mean, he has the experience of being a coach longer. Uh, True. I mean, just, I mean, you said nobody off the uh, Vikings are getting job looks. Pat Shermer is getting a job. Pat Shermer is, yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, well, I think the way they coached Case this season, just like the way Doug has coached Nick for the past couple of games, has been good. But Doug still got experience. He still called plays and shit when he was on the Chiefs. So they, it's not. No, like he didn't. I'm pretty sure he called plays. No, he didn't. No, and, Andy. The first time Andy gave up uh, play calling was this year, and that's uh, when they were doing horrible. Andy Reid threw Doug Peterson under the bus in the championship game, and it came out. It was reported about it. He came out and literally lied uh, when he was questioned about the play calling. Uh, and said that it was Doug Pearson in the second half, but it, that wasn't true. Jesus. Yeah, that's what Doug Christ, that whole man. team. That whole it's team horrible. was just falling apart. That's, that's probably why Doug left. He was like, "Nah, man, screw that." Nah, he yeah, just left man. because he wanted a coaching job. Yeah, you know, I mean, I feel like. Uh, I mean, obviously, I love Doug. He's not really the guy that's gonna, not yet at least, that's gonna out scheme you. But like you guys said, his aggression. And his ability to just, just his mental toughness and his ability to to keep the game simple and believe in his guys, you know. Yeah, I feel I like that he, that is a plus. I think he is the guy who can out scheme you. I don't. I'm not saying he will in every situation. Uh, but I, the same way that Doug Pearson or that Chip Kelly out schemed Bill Belichick when they played, it's, it, that, that was an anomaly. But well, no, didn't Doug Pe- didn't. Bill Belichick, like, he, kick an onside kick to open the second half for no reason. Yeah. Well, That's what are you guys not, talking about? He was outcoached. I'm, I'm saying Doug Pearson. I oh, disagree. I think no, he what is are you talking guy. about? Remember Bill when Belichick. the Eagles beat the Patriots and Bill Belichick, like, called an onside kick to open up the second half when they were, like, I think they were winning? It didn't make any oh, sense. Oh, in 2015? Yeah. yeah so saying, I don't like, know if he out. I don't know if. Chip out coast, Bill. He was out no, coast he, 100%. Bill Belichick just did dumb, like, dumb shit that yeah, Honestly, like, he I just guess. had a bad game. Honestly. Well, that's no, Bill Belichick that out, was out coached. He, you don't kick an onside kick just for no reason. Yeah, like, that's he, basically he gave what up he did. points to go Well, how's that out scheming him, though? Because you were using it as an example. To, like, he, yeah, because he, he was out coached. Yeah, he did. He coached a bad game. like, offensively, like, Cutting up a defense, like cutting up a zone. I'm talking about coaching in general. Yeah, I'm talking about coaching. No, that's not what I was talking about. I was talking. He let the Eagles score because he wanted to. Offensively, no. What I meant by Doug out scheming, I I don't know if he's at the level yet where he could pull a like a like a Bill Belichick or Andy Reid play, call that up, and just like schematically take out the Vikings defense. You know. Well, it's Mike Zimmer is not an offensive coach, so I definitely well, no, think Doug defense. can. Uh, Mike Zimmer's defense against our offense. Okay, but Doug Peterson, I mean, he's been very creative this season, and he, I mean, I, I, we see, we, we've talked about being suspicious of the fact that Doug Peterson has something up his sleeve. Remember the past couple weeks of the season when we were saying this offense seems like it's really slow. Has nothing. This offense is not doing anything. And then we talked about it. We said, I think Doug Pearson has something up his sleeve that he's going to pull in the playoffs. And there was a lot of stuff that was small, but stuff like the the handoff to Aguilar that got us 22 yards. Uh, is that in the Falcons game? Yeah. 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 There was the five RPOs that they that they that Nick Foles threw when it was five for five. Uh, that that kind of stuff, and he because he went back and looked at Nick Foles' film in 2013, and you could tell in the Falcons game he's using that to his advantage, to Nick's advantage, and to the team's advantage, and the Doug's advantage. 
And uh, it, it, when they did those RPOs, it seemed like the Falcons didn't know what to do to stop it. And I, the problem when it, when he was on Chip Kelly's team, which is it got they caught up to the team because when you're just doing that every single play, it you can't do it you, when you do anything for every single play. That's why Chip Kelly's offense was so not NFL ready. But when Doug Pearson mixes in the RPOs, uh, I, I think that it didn't seem like the Falcons had any idea what to do. Uh, and the Falcons is, is not as good as the Vikings defense. But um, yeah, I don't. I feel like I don't. I'm having a brain for it. Uh, but no, I just don't know if. God damn. <laughs> Do you guys think he's run out of those plays, though? No. Because the Aguilar play was was a creative play, but now the Vikings are looking for that. They're looking for RPOs. They're looking for the little screen passes that they did. No, he's and a like co- if they stop those, what's next? No, Doug Peterson, I mean, that, that's... I'm, Doug Peterson is the head coach. He's not running out of plays. He knows... He's got tons of plays. He knows what he's doing. I Well, no, I, I'm at... Has he run out of effective plays, though? I mean, of course he has plays, but you would think he would use his best of his best in a game where, you know, there's one score to, like, the like the last drive, you know? Well, no, you, game of five as a coach, you you do things as far based on feel and based on and a lot of it's situational. Like, they weren't going in for the kill. A lot well, of things. A lot of Aguilar have, playing calling double screen is going for the kill. Well, no, they, do or die. He's done, so he's he's done that stuff place. all season. He, he likes to, he likes to throw in stuff like that. We, I mean, we're we're a, we're a short passing offense with Nick Foles as a quarterback, and with and again a lot. Like I said, it's a lot, a lot of the situational. And for a lot of the fourth quarter, we didn't have the ball. We were on defense for a lot of the fourth quarter, and that's when you would go in for the kill in the fourth quarter. The, the game ended with. You know, an incomplete pass to Julio, and then we got the ball back and, and needed. But all right, yeah. So what else? Well, I, mean, I, don't, I don't know, man. I mean, ah, sorry. What do you guys want to talk about? Um, that's all I have. I mean, do you just oh, want predictions? I think the Vikings are going to win. Score? Uh, I think it's going to be like probably a low score, but 21-14. What's the biggest play you think will happen? Nick Foles uh, on the final drive of the game. Uh, Xavier Rhodes gets a pick six and Vikings win the game. Jesus Christ. That would be fucking horrible. Nice. Dude, that would suck. That would be if fucking we're horrible. Sitting there, like, like, put that into the we're sitting there like, yeah, Nick, you're driving down the field. You're what driving. The fuck? And Xavier Rhodes picks it off. He's going. He's going. Touchdown. I'd be like, oh my God. I think so, hey, U.S. That's what I think. So, so you think they'll win because of their defense and because of Nick Foles, basically? 
Yeah, well, not necessarily Nick Foles, but I just think Xavier Rose is going to be. I think their defense is going to just be too great, and they're probably going to like confuse the shit out of him. Uh, so yeah, okay. that's what I think. It's a possibility. I think the Eagles are going to score exactly fifteen again. I think it's going to be a 15-13 game, uh, and I think I think the game is going to end on a Jake Elliott field goal. Took my thing, man. That would be great. That's what I think is going to happen. And I hope it doesn't because I know that I will be freaking out waiting for that play because I'm, I'm probably not going to watch it. I'm, I'm probably going to close my eyes and just hope. And if they have a timeout, they're probably going to ice them too. Yep. But Jake Lay, it's proven to be clutch. Uh, and Jake Lay, field goal. I, Nick Foles is feeling himself. He, he won a playoff game. He's not nervous. This team's not nervous. I've, I've read a lot, and they're surprisingly – for a young team, they're surprisingly really, they're really loose, and that makes me really happy. I, Nick Foles, like I said, he's feeling himself. I've been reading a lot about how, Nick, how confident Nick Foles is in practice. He feels like he can make any throw. Doug Peterson, he feels like he can do whatever he wants. He's gonna win the game, and I, I like that. I like that that looseness. They should. It's it's another game. That's how they should think about it. So, Jake Kelly gets a field goal and wins it. Word, good take, good take. I have the Eagles winning it ten to seven. And I think Yeah, I think it's gonna be very, very close. It's gonna it's gonna be well actually I don't know how cold it's gonna be, actually. Uh last I checked it was in the fifties, but it was also supposed to be in the fifties about this time last week. Yeah. And also Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be at night. It's gonna be even later than it was before. Yeah, six forty. So, so mean, right now it has fifty one. Uh, What's the low though? Four thirty seven. So 37. by the time the game starts, it'll be forty six. Yeah. And by the end of the game, it'll probably be forty two. Uh, I'm predicting it's probably going to be a little bit colder than that. Yeah, probably a little bit colder. And it won't like be freezing though. You're predicting the weather. Defen- yeah, bro. <laughs> no, but I feel like both of these defenses. Either way, no matter what the weather is, both of these defenses are going to ball out. And it's going to come down to, like you said, Jake Elliott with the, uh, the clutch-ass field goal. And make the prediction that J.J. gets at least 100 yards on him. It's the second-best rushing defense in the league. Also, I, I think our O-line is going to ball out like they did last week, man. This, uh, I just want to remind you guys that the Vikings defense is underwhelming on the road. So, I mean, hey, it might prove to be false, but we're going to find out on Sunday. Uh, so, if the Eagles if the Eagles do... Well, I mean, you did say statistics don't matter in playoffs. Yeah, you said throw them out. Well, no, yeah, I, I mean, they, I could get get, that, they could just get hot, you know? The defense they could well, just they, get hot and on the road, you know? Usually, streaks come from... they Something sparks a streak. It's like, I'm, they had a good offensive game on Sunday, but... For the most part, I'm not saying it's impossible. Like I said, we're going to find on Sunday. But for the most part, something sparks a streak. And their defense on the road, nothing sparked anything. I mean, that's not, like that's, I mean, that's why a lot of wild cards sometimes win Super Bowls. I mean, they just get hot at the end of the season. But something makes them get hot. It's not just like, uh, Adam, like the, I'm, I don't know how to explain what I'm trying to say. But, uh, again, yeah, they have a, they have a, the road defense is not, has not been very good this season. Or, no, they've been good. They haven't been great. They haven't been as good as their, their home defense. Um, I think the crowd noise is going to get to them. 
the offense, especially. Yeah. They're going to be scared seeing this underdog mass in the crowd. <laughs> how many dog ma- uh, prediction? How many dog mass you guys think will be there? 70,000 because they're giving them out for free. Oh my god. Are they really? Yep. Yeah, that is going to be great. That's why uh, I, was, I wanted to go. This, I feel like this team is going to come into this game red hot and we're just going to. It's our season. That's all I'm saying. Hopefully. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. The winner of this game is winning the Super Bowl. That's my prediction. Uh, I don't know about that. If the Vikings no. win, they will definitely win the Super Bowl, though. I think uh, it's either going to be the Vikings or Jags that are going to win the Super Bowl. If the Vikings go there I and they play... Can beat the Patriots. I think if they're in their hometown for the Super Bowl, their home stadium, they're going to win. I don't see any... I think oh, that's another thing, too, that I wanted to talk about, actually. I feel like we have the emotional advantage. Like... As the people's champion, you know, the Vikings, they have, like, they have everybody on their side because they want them to go to the, to host the first Super Bowl. And, you know, they all care about Grandma Millie seeing her first Super Bowl win yep. with her who's, team. Who's Grandma Millie? The girl that was in the stands. Yeah, they gave her, they gave her tickets. She's like 100 or something. Yeah, I feel like that and the fact that they just had an emotional win. And if you look, you know, in postseason history... Most teams that have an emotional win like that I was usually say that. shit the bed next week. Yep, uh, in 2015, Larry Fitzgerald. That's a remember that crazy uh, Larry Fitzgerald overtime? Oh yeah, yeah. Thing they that got destroyed crazy. the next week. You know the Seahawks when Javon Curse got that crazy catch, not in the Super Bowl, but they got a crazy catch, got blown out. The Broncos fuck with Tim Tebow, beat. Uh, the Steelers. overtime thriller against the Steelers, and they got yep. absolutely demolished. So, so it could yeah. be a factor. It could be. All right, I think that's it, guys. That's about it. Yeah. Uh, one cl- one last thing. All five of the teams that have had that emotional uh, win, and they they lost their next playoff game by an average of twenty three points. So, <laughs> I don't I don't know if that one's gonna happen. But I mean, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. All right, thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.